Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. It's called the coronavirus. And I can we just start by saying I really think we missed out on an opportunity. An opportunity. And I don't know who names these things. It's kind of like the people that do hurricanes and things like this, because the fact that we don't call this the Kung Flu is a, it, it is a tragedy. Okay? So the coronavirus <clears throat> coming out of China uh, is spreading. And there are numbers attached to it that concern me in ways that I had never been concerned about hearing these, quote, outbreaks before. Which is interesting to me because you're not an alarmist. I know, and I think I'm going to live forever. So here's the thing. What numbers are they? The coronavirus feels different to me because of this. Did you know, Pamela, that China has quarantined now an entire, it's a, a state, an entire province, okay? It's a state of 59 million people. They're trying to prevent the spread of this into neighboring areas. That means no planes, no trains, no buses, no ferries. Bridges are closed. Roads are impassable. All public events have been canceled, including Chinese New Year celebration this weekend. And people are being told to stay in their homes. 59 million people are being told that this is serious enough that we're worried if you guys get together and start traveling around, you're going to create a pandemic. Okay, you got my attention. We asked this on our Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes show, totally unscientific poll of the day. Are you concerned about the coronavirus spreading to America? You could vote yes. I've seen this movie. It's called Contagion or, you know, or no. It's a world away. Pamela, where do you think people are voting? 70-30 concerned. 5149 huh. not concerned. Wow. I totally missed the mark so, on that one. You can vote right now, but it's right down the middle right now between you know people think, being concerned uh, or not. I, probably because this is still relatively new. And okay. while they've been dealing with it in China and Thailand and Vietnam and, and uh, for a month or so, right? Just like it, far off lands. Yeah. Places Today, on the map. Today. We've had our second confirmed case. So the first one was in Washington earlier this United week. Okay. Yeah, in the United States. And then the second one we learned of this morning in Illinois. Now, along with that, yeah. we know that um, there are a lot of suspected cases here in the United States. That were, uh, unconfirmed. Hence the word suspected. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find the numbers there. I'll find them here in just a second. Uh, the CDC. Yes, here. Told reporters that 63 patients... In 22 states were under investigation for this virus. Now, 11 out of the 63 have tested negative Two have tested positive. Okay. So we have, we've got we've got a lot more people here in the United States that are suspect. But I think one of the reasons why you don't have the the fear is because it's not happening here. And I was sick with a respiratory infection for the last two days not coronavirus, um, I was a bit out of the loop on this one. And so I would read the headlines. Yeah. Okay, I'd read the headlines of this this virus and people getting sick. But it was something that was happening in China and far off lands. I was unaware of the shutdown of this province, province that impacts 59 million people. And to put that into perspective for folks, okay. if you're looking at 59 million people, 
That would be you the are entire from moving in some way, shape, or form. Imagine the entire Western Seaboard. You're looking at everybody in California, Oregon, Washington. Then we got to go to Idaho, Montana. <laughs> Let's throw Nebraska in for good measure. That gets us up to as well. That 59 gets us up to million. 59. So imagine nobody from those states could travel. No airplanes, no buses, no trains, no cars. That's what's happening there. Yeah. And and so so can you understand why someone who does not get excited about this, I never thought I was going to get killer bees weren't going to get me. I wasn't going to get mad cow disease. SARS. What about the Ebola? I never got the Ebola. You know, I was going to be okay. That this feels different and it feels different because of the way they are reacting to it. Now, is it out of an overabundance of caution? Maybe. But let me put it this way. I was yesterday years old. When I found out that there was a city called Wuhan, W-U-H-A-N, okay, that's bigger than New York City, that is in this province, that is quarantined. All I say is, and I'm, I'm, I, I try to run this through a filter, if the Center for Disease Control and the U.S. government came out today and said, we have um, 80 confirmed cases of coronavirus in New York City. And so we're going to shut New York down. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, uh, the three major airports closed, nobody in or out. Uh, The bridges, you can't do it. No more ferries across the Hudson. No, we've shut New York down. Nobody in, nobody out until we get a handle on this. I think people would melt down. Oh, there's no question about I think it. They would just, we, would, we would be boarding on cats and dogs living together pandemonium. Y- yeah. And then you take a look at what's actually happening in those communities. They're running out of food. And they can't get food because the markets and the businesses are closed. Why? Because everybody has been told to stay in place and you can't even travel anywhere because of it. But here's the other thing that is interesting. And, and if these numbers continue, which... I hope not. I agree. Where it gets, it, it becomes more of a front page story. The official death toll increased by more than a half a dozen in 24 hours. So it's now up to 26. While the number of confirmed cases jumped by more than 200 in 24 hours. So you see how this is But but this is how a growing. pandemic or an epidemic starts is that it be it, it starts to grow exponentially when different people are exposed and that's the concern I think that global health experts have always had about any of these potential uh, diseases spreading. Like Does this, this change anything for you, though? I mean, like, uh, like so, what would I do different? Right, that's the thing. Not and, go to Wuhan, China. Well, that was never a problem to begin with for me. So, By the way, no direct flights <laughs> from Phoenix. We looked. So I think that that might be part of the reason why we're seeing on our Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes totally unscientific poll of the day. I'm double checking the polls. Um, right you know, it was 51 percent not concerned. 50 50 right now. Boom, okay. right down the middle. So it's 50 50 because the reason also being one, it's happening in a very far off land. Yes, we do have two confirmed cases here in the United States. But, you know, until it's something that that I have to be concerned about, I've got enough other things in my life to be concerned about. I don't have any room for this right now to be worried about. I got enough real world worries to have. And then the other thing is, well, what can I do about it anyway? Why needlessly worry about something that is out of my control? And as the CDC also says, we are not at a high risk. We are at a low risk right now in the United States. Now, could that change? Yeah, sure, that could change, but until it does, uh, I'm I'm not here, you know here, at like you know level four fair enough, on this. Fair enough, and I'm I'm with you. But here is the difference. 
the difference between today and five years ago. China's a lot closer than it used to be. I'm not talking about physically on the map. It's always been where it's been. But China was always a bit of a backwards place. You know, there was a lot of rice farmers. Now, it's people that can afford plane tickets. It's people that go on vacations. And the world in general has gotten a lot smaller as we've made travel, as the middle class has grown in other areas where people are moving around. And how hard is it to contain anything in any part of the world now when humans can so easily get on a plane, train, automobile, bus, sure. and, and immediately be halfway around the world? You know, I still think it's kind of amazing. You know, uh, over the holidays, I think we, a lot of people travel, you know, I I'm still amazed, and, and this is because of my low level of amazement, okay, that I can wake up in Washington, D.C., right? I can go get on an airplane, and I'm in Phoenix at 11 in the morning still. I still think that's, like, amazing, you know? And I'm like, that is just, that's crazy to me. It's still amazing. Like, I have a whole day still, and I've already flown across the country. People can get everywhere, and that's the concern, I think, that is different and newer, that the mobility of the human race is much greater than it used to be. And that's why also coming into the United States, there are only three airports, I believe, that are accepting folks from that area. you got Hotlanta. you got uh, San Francisco one. SFO. Yeah. You've got LAX. You've got uh, Chicago O'Hare. And you've got uh, JFK in New York. So they're going to be screening for the very reason that you talked about, that yeah. the world has become that much smaller and the middle class in China is now traveling because there is a middle class. But the fact that we already have two confirmed cases here, they weren't caught at those airports means other people have already gotten in. Well, no, they weren't caught at those airports. At least I, I'm not sure no. about the Illinois one, but but the Washington one was before the screening was put yes. in place. Correct. But, but that means, are they the only one? Again, the city of Wuhan is larger than New York City yeah. or the state of no New York City. Okay. You keep saying New York. I'm like New York City. Or uh, the state nobody talks about the state of New York. Do we really care about Saratoga? <laughs> wow. No. All right. Hey, we've got a, a check of the headlines on the way. And then right back, a Phoenix woman cannot use her own embryos to have babies. So what's she supposed to do with them? Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. So we have to go back a few years, and Pamela, I can remember when this story broke originally. You had a woman who, at the time, was married, was going through cancer treatment, and wanted to save um, some embryos, right? Uh, concerned about uh, fertility down the road and if they still wanted to have children as a couple. Well, the couple broke up. The ex-husband didn't want to have children with the frozen embryos anymore. And a legal fight began. Yeah, the legal fight began uh, that many years ago and it ended yesterday, uh, making its way all the way to the Arizona Supreme Court, where the justices decided that, no, you know what? She cannot use these embryos to have a child with her ex-husband when they checked the box at the fertility clinic saying that they both had to agree in order for them to be used. So now those embryos have to be donated. But this was a long, hard-fought battle. Is the donation thing a big deal? I, I admit that I don't know a lot about the fertility thing. I don't either, as far as that is concerned. So you can't produce embryos, so there's like an embryo bank? Okay. Well, there you have it. Sorry. What I, I know. What I think is even more apropos for people to understand here in Arizona is that we have a law that was passed 
2018 with this case in mind. Okay. And what it states is that Arizona now requires courts. So let's say, you know, she wants to have the baby. He doesn't. They've broken up. The courts are required to give those embryos from the divorced couple to whichever parent wants a child going forward. Now, it says Mm. that the parent that doesn't want to have the kid is released from all financial obligations. Okay, great. Like, this isn't all about money, folks. This is also about the idea of just having a child out in the world that somebody decided to have with you like and, it's and that's, super weird and that's to me. the problem for me and, me and, and that's the stumbling block as someone who and I, I, again i would never use the name to protect the innocent because i do think it also brings into to to question her judgment that uh a friend of mine asked uh would i be the donor so that she could have a baby she was not married she was not in a relationship she just wanted a baby and asked me if i could be the the father and she was very serious when we invited me to lunch we sat down you did this over lunch was it like a sit-down lunch was it like fast casual it, it happened the question came right after the salad and it, i so before the, i about brought croutons up i was like because how I, long did you know her i known her for years okay yeah yeah we had dated back in college and it went something like this. So she okay, asks, okay, she, okay. She, she lays it on so me. So you get, you Would get you Caesar be? salad. Like, you're mighty mountain business. Okay, yeah, so right. how things going with yeah. you? And, you know, I'm so Bruce. doing my tea uh, and, you know, da, 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 da. Would you be the father of my child? <laughs> what? Like, and, and there was no smile, no laugh. Did, like, your eyes get fuzzy? Did I you turned start? red. I blushed. Oh, yeah. And then, I, okay, so here's my questions. If I'm, I'm running this through. It's making me uncomfortable talking about it. Why? Would be number one. Am I the first one you asked, or the last? Where Where am I on the list? Does that matter? It mattered to me. Why? I don't know why. It's the first thing I thought of. Where am I on this list? So when somebody asks you to have how many lunches have you had? (laughs) Am I the first or the tenth? That makes a difference. (laughs) That makes a difference to me. What did she say? She said, "Uh, "There's three people I'm asking. You're one of them." I was like, "Okay." Now, if she would have said you're you're the first one, would that have changed? I don't know. I'm just telling you it's the first thing that popped into my mind, Pamela. I can't tell you it's a good thing. I just find this fascinating. Continue. All right. What was the second question? Let me get this straight. You want to have a baby. What role do you want me to have in this child's life? And she said, none. And I was like, (laughs) I said, I'm not comfortable with that. I, I, I respectfully, I go, I'm not laughing. We'll be serious here for a second. I'm not comfortable with that. I said, if I were to have a child, I would want to be in their life. And I would have a problem every day knowing there is a child out there. I know where it is. I know mom. I know what's going on. And I'm, I'm not in its life. I said, I, 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 I'm going to be a no. I'm going to be a no on this. Happy with that decision? Yeah, we haven't spoken since. Is that a... I wonder why. But I think you bring up that point. Like, you know exactly who the mom is. You would know where to contact that child. It's the same thing that would happen in these cases here in Arizona. I would assume the child would come looking for me at some point. Right. And then how do you explain that? Every knock at the door. Your ring doorbell? Could you imagine? 
Oh, jeez. And it looks a little like Bruce. <laughs> don't answer it. You start doing Pretend the math as you like that person's stay like Stay low, stay low, stay low. Don't okay. don't let them see you through the window. Hey, the golf tournament hailed as the People's Open returns to the TPC Scottsdale as the Waste Management Phoenix Open tees off January 27th, runs through the 2nd of February. Head on over to the rewards page at KTAR.com for your chance to win two Greenskeeper passes to the greatest show on grass. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren, was confronted by a dad making a point about free college or forgiving college tuition. We're going to play you that exchange coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. It's uh, part of being a politician. You got to meet with the masses, press the flesh, shake hands, kiss babies, right? Wow. Yeah. Sounds riveting. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren was spending time in Iowa uh, recently in Grimes, Iowa. I've been to Grimes, Iowa. I was going to say, we're all familiar with, but you actually are. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You can hit a golf ball across Grimes. Um, So she's in a, a... like the handshake line. I think they call them selfie lines. Yeah, they now. actually do. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, a guy, there's always a guy, comes up and confronts her. Yeah, and we wanted to play you the, the confrontation because I think that this guy represents so many people listening right now. I know yes. it represents me. The audio is really distorted and it's kind of hard to well, make out. It's because some, it's so whoever was recording it wasn't standing there where they were talking and there was a hubbub in the room. So we're not going to play it for you because you're not going to be able to make out what they're saying anyway. So uh, in today's episode, we're going to have Bruce St. James play the role of... Angry Dad. And I, Pamela Hughes, will play the role of... <clears throat> Pocahontas. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's offsides. <laughs> Senator Warren. That's offsides. All right. Um, so you see where your lines are? Yes, I see where I'm supposed to okay, start. Okay, you, you, you pick up, okay? So they're in the selfie line. <clears throat> angry college dad Stretch. steps up to um, Senator Warren and says this. Go, Bruce. My daughter is in school. I saved all my money just to pay student loans. Can I have my money back? Of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed? My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacation. I saved my money. He made more money than I did. I worked a double shift working to get extra money. You're, you're laughing at me. Uh, no, I'm not. I, but I do appreciate your time. That was the exchange. That's how it went down. How did I do? And uh, scene. Uh, I don't think we're going to get an Oscar. Uh, I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it, but think Might about not be that. the Joker, but... How many people... <laughs> definitely not the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> How many people can, can put themselves in that situation? Whether they've paid for their daughter's college tuition or are saving for it right now, like my husband and I are... Or paid for it themselves, like I did and my husband did. We took out loans knowing what that meant and that we had to pay them back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we did. And that was one of the happiest days of my life when I was able to (laughs) send in that final payment on my my college tuition. Now, is college tuition ridiculous now? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely it is. But the, the... the, the way to fix that is not by going free college for all, because that's in essence what Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to do. Her student debt plan would cap debt relief at 50 grand 
and it applies only to families making less than $250,000 a year. And she thinks that she could do this without even congressional approval. This is scary stuff. She said she wants to do this her first day in office. This is super scary to me. Here's the reality of this, that it comes across to some people, my guess is, again, people without large student debt, as unfair. Yeah. As Well, I had large student debt, and this is still unfair because I actually paid mine. Well, okay, so play along with me here. What about mortgages? What about car loans? What about credit card debt? Like, you, why are the decisions you made to take out loans to incur debt for whatever reason somehow now going to be forgiven by the government while other people who didn't go down that path are they just missed out. You're the yeah, sucker. But but on the yeah, that's what you kind of feel like. Uh, you didn't fl- buy an RV. On the flip side, though, you know, mortgages and what else, what other did you use? Car Cars loans and credit, credit card debt. Those can all be wiped out in bankruptcy. Student loans can, but it is super rare that they ever are because you're gaining knowledge. You're not gaining something tangible as in like something that can they be can taken re- back. Yeah. Right? They can't resell the knowledge in your I head. Understand that. So I think that there's a bit of a different argument there. But one of the reasons why, or several of the reasons why, I'm against free college for all. I'm a firm believer in having skin in the game. If you earn something, mm. if you work for something, you are more um, likely to, to work hard at it. If you're just given it, then I don't feel like you appreciate it as much. The other thing, I don't, I don't, I think there's something to be said for that. The people who took a summer job, the people that saved their money to go to college, I, I feel like they're a hell of a lot more invested in the outcome. What I mean, think about it this way: you turn 16 and you've been saving money, babysitting, or taking tickets at the movie theater, or whatever it may be, and uh, you're you managed to buy a hoopty, right? And, and you're so proud of this ride because you worked so hard to get it versus the kid down the street that mom and dad just gave them a car. Now, I think you both have different pride in that. Fair. That's kind of how I see this. But when you're talking about like free college for all, what you're going to have is student loan defaults are going to increase. You're going to have completion rates decrease because think of this. I know you were at U of A. I was at ASU. Fair enough. If a class gets really hard, or if you haven't done the work, Oops. what what do you do? Well, you can withdraw at mm-hmm. a certain point, mm-hmm. but when you go to take that test again, you have to pay for it. Right. So There's there, cost incurred. It, 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 right. So now let's kind of go free college for all. Who cares? Take it again. Take, take it, it again. Ten times. Take it again. And then like, let's not also forget how how are a lot of colleges paid for like where do they get a lot of their funding from asu u of a nau federal Part- federal gu- guaranteed loans uh, well they, they get from, from the federal government but they also get a lot of it from the state yeah and arizona has cut those funds routinely but that comes from our property taxes right so um you are going to have your property taxes go up in order to help pay, especially since the student loans are going to default because there might be some people going to college that really shouldn't be there to begin with. I, 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 I realize there's some of you screaming at the radio, and I enjoy that part, but I, I do want to acknowledge something. There are people out there with horrendous amounts of student loan debt. Yeah. Okay? Um, and part of it is driven by, part of it is driven by the fact that colleges and universities 
have jacked the price of an education yeah. through the roof. Sure. And the reason they've done that is it. this becomes a chicken and egg argument because they know you'll pay it. Yeah. And when they know you'll pay it, they, they raise more. the price. And when they raise the price, you pay it. And I've always said the only thing that's going to change it is when people stop attending because ASU and U of A will lower the price when there's three people sitting in the classroom. And until that point, if you're willing to pay anything, then yeah, guess what the cost is? How much you got? Yeah, I just think that what you're also doing is setting a very dangerous precedent. People are seeing this right now and all this conversation about free college tuition from both Bernie oh, they're, they're, and Elizabeth. They're betting on... That uh, they're like, you know what, I'll take out the loans because, you know what, four, five, six years from the, now... The government's going to forgive yeah. my debt. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a horrible bet to make as well. Might be one of the reasons why need to have your faith in humanity restored pamela says she can do that for you it's coming up next on arizona's news station ktar news on 92.3 fm get some perspective bruce st james and pamela hughes you know i i feel like i feel like we finally got traffic moving around the valley a little better i have a question for you because you do drive long distances yeah and this is something I, I, i'm genuinely curious about I guess about a month ago now, the new Loop 202 opened. And this is the South Mountain stretch that goes around behind South Mountain uh, through Levine, I guess, Awatuki, and drops you off in Chandler. And it was pitched, I remember hearing it, as a bit of a bypass. People who were going from Tucson to L.A., didn't have to drive right through downtown Phoenix, go through the tunnel, et cetera, et cetera, and that it would free up traffic and traffic patterns would change. Are any of you noticing traffic patterns changing? Is traffic lighter through that congested area of downtown now because people are taking the 202? No. I haven't noticed okay, it. Okay, so Pamela's a no on that. No, I haven't noticed it. Okay, but you under- you heard is that it? as the pitch, right? Well, well, is it? Probably. Probably. Just not enough? Well, I mean, there's, through the area that we're talking about, like the Broadway curve Broadway area, curve, yeah. Okay, where, where the 60 meets the 10 there in the East Valley. Um, that area right there, there are about 300,000 cars a day mm-hmm. that go through that. That's a lot. You know, you, you take 20 off of that. Are you really going to notice? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 20,000 even. I, I haven't. Um, but I also go during rush hour on my way into work. Right. And so others may be noticing it. But but yeah, I'm not. But wait, there's more. Oh, Pamela, great. it's about to get. It's about to get real. Demonstrably worse. It's it is referred to, to as the, quote, most disruptive freeway project ever. Yeah. In Phoenix. Good times. Yeah, you're you're thinking about like the, the 202 Santan and the 10 interchange right there in like the Southeast Valley. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of that intersection there. That's kind the of over. Area. Pecos Road, Chandler Road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, right over there. Awatuki area so right in there. if you start there. Okay. I know where that is. And you head north. Well, we got the casino over there, right? That's where you have a casino. Sure. Wellhouse Pass. Okay. And, and the, the outlet mall. So, so you head north. I'm right, driving, you're driving up the 10. You're cruising, you pass Ikea. I see the yeah, Ikea big right, blue building on the going, side. Hi, Ikea. Then here comes Arizona Mills, past that. Oh, the Mills is and, right and, there. In the 60, right? So you pass the 60, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you loop around the Broadway Start curve. Start making a little bit of a left. There's the a baseball stadium over here. Yep. 
Yes, Angels. Angel Stadium, and then the 143. I can uh, take you to the going, airport. Keep, keep going, keep going. Okay, past the, the airport. The Bat Cave is right over there, yeah, by the keep, way. Pamela. Keep going, go keep going. And cross the Salt River. Cross the Salt River, and you're going to go all the way to the split. So you're going all the way to the I-17. And I got Sky Harbor on my right. Okay. So from the 202 and the 10 in the mm-hmm. Southeast Valley yep, got it. to the 10 and the I-17 it's split right and like there. the West there, mm-hmm. that that whole area is going to be part of this new project. I uh, they are going to uh, allegedly widen, improve I ten, build new bridges in this section. Five, five new five bridges, bridges in this section, uh, and add a a toll road of some sort. Yep, exactly, toll road. First one. This in the is valley. supposed to start next week, and it's going to take year. Next week, year. God, Ooh, hold next, on, next year, week. buddy. Slow next your year, roll. it's going to take three years to complete, and I think we're looking at Trafageddon. I think you're right, and I think I need to start looking to uh, to move yeah. <laughs> because this makes commutes all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we just kind of got the new freeway open, and so what's the first thing they do? Hey, yeah, let's the new tear freeway. You know what? So there was effect. nothing there. You weren't diverting any traffic. No. There was no traffic to okay. begin with. So it was only going to help, not hurt. This will definitely hurt all a right. lot. Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to heck in a handbasket. Pamela says she can restore your faith in humanity. It is Friday, so let's talk about beer, right? And faith <laughs> in humanity with beer and puppy dogs. I mean, winner, winner, chicken dinner here. I got to take you to Florida and the Motor Works Brewing Company there in Florida. They're partnering up with a local shelter. And how cool is this, Bruce? Not only are they trying to create awareness of the shelter and the opportunity that folks can go and adopt a dog from this this overcrowded shelter, but they're also picking four dogs that are currently in the shelter to put on their cans in hopes of getting those dogs rescued and adopted. How cute is this? So they've they've picked four dogs and they have uh, they've put them all in the cans. And so far, because of this, two of the dogs have already been adopted. And more awareness, more money is coming into that shelter, and more puppy dogs are going home. And I just think it's a great partnership with the. Well, let's give them a little bit more of a shout out here. Motorworks Brewing in Florida mm-hmm. that is that is uh, working to help out these animals in their community. Love can, it. Can I tell you the first thing I thought of when you did that though is. It doesn't work for me, but it would work for you. If if Pamela ever goes oh, missing, don't put her picture on a milk carton. None of her friends drink milk. Put it on beer. Have you seen Put her? it on a beer can. Have you seen Pamela? I better get a bottle of Sauv Blanc. Okay? There you go. There, you'll find Have you right. seen oh, Pamela? Okay. Because nobody's drinking the milk that would uh, matter, right? That's right. <laughs> hey, thanks for spending some time with us today. We glance through the double pane bulletproof glass as we get ready for our weekend. Hope you guys have a great one. DJ Tommy Two-Tone, Super Producer Stevie Z. And look at that. It's Sharon Miniman filling in over there for Bob McClay.